This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The sponsor of a bill that changes the way in which Alabama's health officer is appointed to his office and limits his statewide powers in health emergencies now says that his bill has been gutted by certain lawmakers within the legislature. State Senator Sam Gavan, along with nine other co-sponsors, introduced SB 171. It's a bill that would restrict the ability of a state health officer to order lockdowns and health directives without the approval of the governor. The state health officer would also be appointed by the governor to that position rather than the Alabama Medical Association doing it, which is what is currently done in the state. Given tells 1890 News that key figures within the Senate Health Care Committee have rendered the bill ineffective through changes made. Given says the changes to the bill do not require that the health officer be appointed by the governor, and he concedes that he's getting about half a loaf when it comes to this bill, in that some of his restrictions remain when it comes to the health officer requiring the governor's involvement and approval for a statewide lockdown. A constitutional amendment is being proposed when it comes to how the Alabama legislature does work for Alabamians. The amendment would allow state lawmakers to call a special session without it being under the sole purview of the governor. Current law gives only the governor the authority to call a special session beyond the constitutionally required annual meeting of the state legislature. State Representative Ben Harrison is offering HB 277, which would allow for the state legislators to call themselves into session through a majority vote that would be taken by the Alabama Secretary of State. There is also an amendment that would make special sessions limited to 12 legislative days. The bill is currently in the House State Government Committee waiting for a vote. The Alabama House unanimously passes a bill that would exempt a person from the state income tax on their overtime hours. The bill is now headed to the Alabama Senate. The legislation was sponsored by Minority Leader Anthony Daniels and would exempt the hours that are beyond the 40-hour work week when it comes to gross income that is then taxed by the state. Daniels says that this law will incentivize hourly workers and also help companies retain and reward their employees. The sponsor of the school choice bill, otherwise known as the Price Act, says that lawmakers still have time to pass his bill. State Senator Larry Stutz is hopeful that the bill will move forward despite the stalling tactics that were used by the chairman of the Senate Education Policy Committee. Stutz says that the Price Act will be voted on next week in the Finance and Taxation Education Committee. He says that State Senator Arthur Orr is assuring him that the bill will be on the agenda by next Wednesday. The bill is also being carried by State Representative Ernie Yarbrough over in the Alabama House. Well, there's been a legal blow for the liberal activist group known as the Southern Poverty Law Center that's headquartered here in Alabama. A U.S. district judge has refused to drop a defamation case against the SPLC, which is in regards to its hate list. A Georgia-based border security group is suing the SPLC for placing them on the hate list. The Dustin Inman Society was created back in 2005 and took part in pushing a bill in Georgia in 2011 that ultimately became state law. That law requires Georgia businesses of 10 people or more to electronically verify the eligibility of their workers. The group's founder, D.A. King, is now suing the SPLC for labeling the Dustin Inman Society as an anti-immigrant hate group. Back in 2018, the SPLC lost another defamation case and had to pay out $3 million in a settlement with Mahid Nawaz. They labeled him as an anti-Muslim extremist. 
And earlier this year, revelation came from within the FBI that the SPLC had placed traditional Catholics on their hate group list, which inspired the FBI field office in Virginia to suggest the infiltration of Catholic churches in order to find out who were extremists there. The Autauga County Board of Education says recent testing of the Pine Level Elementary School has not confirmed the presence of any poisons or toxins. The testing was conducted by local and federal agencies after students complained of eye and skin irritations. Since there was no evidence of toxins, the school officials believe that possibly pollen in the air has been the cause for the irritation. Normal classroom activities resumed this past Wednesday. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the serial border jumper from Mexico, who also just shot and killed five people in Texas, has now been caught. Francisco Oropesa was located outside of the city of Cleveland, Texas, after a four-day manhunt. Oropesa was asked by neighbors to stop shooting his rifle at midnight. That's when he turned the gun on them inside their homes, killing five Honduran migrants, including an eight-year-old boy. Also happening in Texas, the mayor of El Paso, Oscar Lisser, has declared a state of emergency in that city ahead of the expiration of Title 42, which will bring a mass rush across the U.S.-Mexico border. Lisser spoke on Fox News about what is already happening on the streets of El Paso. As you see on the street today, uh, we've, we've not seen those type of numbers. In December, it was the highest we'd ever seen, and, and this doesn't even compare to what we saw back in December uh, of 2022. An FBI whistleblower has prompted the House Oversight Committee to now subpoena documents from the FBI regarding a criminal endeavor by Joe Biden when he was vice president. Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene posted a video to her Twitter account to explain the situation. Greene is also on that same committee. Well, what we are asking for uh, and have subpoenaed from the FBI Director Christopher Wray is a certain document, and the document is called an FD-1023. This is an unclassified form, and this is a form that the FBI has in its possession with proof um, uh, and information that Joe Biden, as vice president of the United States, actually interacted with a foreign national and made a deal with a foreign national in exchange for money. And the deal that he made was to make decisions as the vice president of the United States on foreign policy, and he received payment for it. Things are kind of breaking loose within certain media outlets when it comes to the long covered up connections of politicians and businessmen to Jeffrey Epstein, even when he had been convicted of sex crimes against minors. The Wall Street Journal, The Daily Caller, and The New York Post all have different stories on Epstein as a result of his calendar of meetings. Apparently, Harvard University President Larry Summers met with Epstein to ask for donations to his wife's nonprofit organization. The meeting between the two happened years after Epstein was convicted of soliciting underage prostitutes. Documents also show Summers having more than a dozen meetings and dinners with Epstein from 2013 through 2016, even though Harvard University had started to reject Epstein's donations to that institution due to his criminal convictions. Last week, the Wall Street Journal also revealed how the current CIA director, William Burns, met with Epstein during this time as well. Also, a legal filing in the Southern District of New York involves Jeffrey Epstein, his private island, and the former head of Barclays, Just Staley. Jane Doe is accusing Staley of sexually abusing her while on Epstein Island. Staley is the former private banking chief for J.P. Morgan. The Jane Doe says that Staley used aggressive force in his sexual attack and told her that he had permission from Epstein to do what he wanted. 
The claim from this Jane Doe is alongside other multiple claims from other victims where they're trying to hold J.P. Morgan and Deutsche Bank legally liable for facilitating Epstein's sex crimes and allowing the sex trafficking to go forward in the Virgin Islands. A Democratic campaign strategist is charged with election fraud in New Jersey. James Devine is accused of submitting almost 2,000 fake petitions in order to secure a primary ballot spot for one of his clients, Lisa McCormick. She was running for governor back in 2021. The New Jersey Attorney General Matthew Platkin says that Devine also sent in fake voter certifications to the Secretary of State, and those forms were challenged because they all had the same style of signature, and one of the voters was dead. McCormick was then taken off the primary ballot, and Devine, as the campaign manager, is now facing several election-related charges. And the U.S. Navy apparently has set sail for transgender land. The Navy has been using drag queen Harpy Daniels as their digital ambassador for this past year during their digital ambassador program. The drag queen is an actual enlisted yeoman second class, Joshua Kelly. Kelly started performing as a drag queen back in 2018 and says he's happy to become an advocate for those oppressed for years within military service. Kelly openly identifies as non-binary. He was among five other active sailors who participated in the program for free in order to reach a wider range of potential Navy recruits. The Navy is still expected to fall short of its recruitment goals for the year 2023 by about 8,000. I wonder why. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 